You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, as we said yesterday, we said over the weekend, guys, we're starting to get into some normalcy here. Uh, you know, obviously 7.30 Thursday night, Washington Redskins come into First Energy. Um, I, I do understand this, guys. It's it's looking rough here the way the preseason schedule as far as the home games are playing out for a lot of you fans. And that does stink because it is part of the package and we're going to, you know, we heard today, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, it is tough, the, you know, the way the preseason home games are working out and, you know, what you may actually get to see. So, I mean, it stinks. It, it's it's definitely tough because you pay the money for these things, and it is part of the season ticket package. But that is what it is. We're going to get into a bunch of stuff here. Your local experts on the biggest stories, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, along for the ride, as always. For your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, um, the support from the show tonight from the good folks at Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may have seen them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Bland words, gotta love it. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LOCKEDON, capital L, capital O, all at manscaped.com. Again, 20% off. Co- uh, uh, promo code locked on capital L capital O at manscaped.com appreciate them for kind enough to uh, sponsor the podcast uh, we got some good things here to get to uh, you know a little bit of a weird day uh, you know especially with you know the fact that there's gonna be a game this week but um you know we had touched on this you know Bob Wiley seems to if anybody wants to put a microphone or wants to have him on a radio show he's got some things to say um and Freddie, and maybe this is, you know, Cleveland style now where, you know, you get upset, you know, you feel somebody's talking out of turn, you step up and you let everybody know that, you know, maybe you're not too cool with it. Um, right. So I think it's important that Freddie uh, responded this time once. You get it on the record, you say what you're going to say, and from here on out, if anybody else asks about it or if Bob Wiley says anything about it, um, you basically either say, I- I've said what I'm going to say on that, or I'm, you know, refer to my previous com- comments or whatever. You basically, you move on. Um, the thing he harped on that was important, uh, you know, there, it's all largely diplomatic for the most part up until he said he, he had no interest in hiring him. Uh, but the thing is, he he does the really smart thing, if you want to call it political or KG or whatever. He basically says, "Look, it's the, the credit goes to the players, uh, and you know that's who turned this thing around. It wasn't you know Freddie saying it wasn't me. It wasn't you know any anyone else that. And he even gives Bob Wiley a lot of credit uh, for how they performed the second half of last year." But he's saying it's the players that did it, and that's a very safe answer. Uh, and it's smart, smart. I mean, that's there's no question about that. You're not getting in, caught up in the idea that you're saying I'm a genius or any of that crap. You're basically just saying, look, the players were good, and that's why we won, which is great. But again, I think you address it once, uh, and then you move on, and that's how it should go. The, the, you don't want this. You have to respond once, just to. Say what you're going to say, and and sort of clear the air from your standpoint. But after that, it, it makes it's no longer productive to mention it. 
Um, and look, that's the way you, you know, this is the way you play your hand. Because the thing is, you're still a man. So you don't want to just say, you know, yeah, I heard somebody's been saying some things about me. No, no, no. That's not, you know, you, you're, you're entitled to your day in the sun, so to speak. And you handle it that way. And, you know, look, everybody's here now. we got a good number of head count because we're only doing this once. And you basically set the table on that. And here's what I'm going to say on this. And, again, you know, everybody knows, like, one-shot deal. Um, even still, though, um, you know, a lot of talk. Obviously, you had Greg Williams mentioned in there. Um, so, yeah, this is probably put to bed for now. But, Pete, uh, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, everybody's going to find a way to make this stuff resurface uh after week one against Tennessee. Sorry, say that again? No, but as much as this is where it's at, Pete, look, we know, and we know the way the media works, and this stuff never ends. This, a lot of this will be resurfaced pretty much the second the paint is dry on week one versus Tennessee, and we go into week two versus the Jets. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that's true, uh, I, but I... But I honestly, and maybe maybe it's just because I'm busy, but I don't feel like this is a thing that's going to stick around, honestly. I don't think Bob Wiley has that much staying power, I, I guess. Uh, I think there's just so I'm much. I'm sure there was a bunch of people who were saying, who the hell was Bob Wiley again? Because I, I, I doubt there were, I mean, it's not like we're talking about a guy who was ever a head coach in this league. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people had to do their due diligence of why is, who is Bob, Bob Wiley and why are we all listening to him? I, I'm sure there is an element of that, and I'm sure there is an element of who the hell is Bob Wiley, and 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 why, you know, is he that guy who you know does magic tricks and was a coach, offensive line coach for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers or whatever? Um, Weighs four hundred fifty pounds and likes his sports cars. Yeah, he's a big boy. Um, look, I mean, the biggest thing is that James Campen is clearly a better offensive line coach than Bob Wiley, so. It's, Whatever you you're saying, want to say about Bob Wiley and the job he did, I mean, there's no question the Browns upgraded that position. I mean, they upgraded a lot of coaching positions, but and I, I don't doubt that's that appears to be a part of this. Um, it does seem, in some sense, that Bob Wiley's coming by this honestly, in the sense that he feels like Greg Williams got a raw deal uh, and Ken Zampese got a raw deal, uh, but. Then you get into a little deeper, and it basically says it's basically saying that he let he, he's sticking up for all the coaches who aren't here, including himself. But yeah, I, I just don't think I'm not sure this last past Thursday, honestly. I think once the game is played, nobody's gonna think about this, you know, with the possible exception of if Bob Wiley keeps at it and keeps bringing it up. And even then, I'm not sure how much is this gonna matter. But I mean, if the Browns play well, nobody's gonna care about this. Only if the Browns like open the season, basically like zero and two, or maybe this comes back and people are going, maybe maybe Bob Wiley was right. But again, I just don't think Bob Wiley has that much staying power uh, on this whole thing. Well, and even still, though, and you know, and when the bigger media outlets of the Cleveland Browns, you know, I mean, once Mary Case done her, you know, her piece and talk on it, you know, and obviously the radio stations and Tony G or whatever, that's it. I mean, it has no staying power. There's going to be a game in Cleveland Thursday at 730. That's, you know, this is, you know, that's, this is going to set this on this quickly. And, you know, for Freddie to drop, you know, his two cents on it and say, look, this is where we're at. And I'm pretty much done speaking about it. And, you know, it kind of confirms what I think is that maybe there were some people in that, 
room who maybe thought they had a shot and it wasn't going to work out. And there's some people who were sour grapes about it. And maybe Greg and, you know, Bob and obviously Mr. Zampezi. Um, but look, it's it's Freddy's gig. Uh, Freddy's got the goods right now. Freddy's got the keys. And they did everything. They put him in the best position. So go ahead, Freddy. Take the helm. This episode tonight is brought to you by Five Star Painting, a neighborly company. Five Star Painting is looking for new owners to join their growing company. Could this be the perfect opportunity for you? Are you driven? Do you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur? If you are interested in running your own business, text 5STAR to 87000 right now to learn more. With 5STAR Painting, you'll be your own boss. You'll pick your own territory. You'll set your own hours and live a better quality of life running a business that you can be proud of. You'll have access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personnel, personal and professional goals. And you will go home every day with the satisfaction of helping your customers enhance and maintain the beauty of their homes. As a five-star owner, you will also be part of the greater neighborly community of home service brands. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. No one knows the home service industry better than Neighborly. Every year, nearly 1 million customers are proudly served by one of Neighborly's 22 award-winning brands, some of which include Mosquito Joe, Molly Maid, Glass Doctor, and Mr. Rooter. Um, as you guys know, I, you know I, I've, I, I come from a father who owns his own business. I own my own business. Uh, you know, if you want to be, you know, for me, I want to be a hands-on dad as much as I can. There's stuff I don't want to miss. That's one of the advantages you have with looking into, you know, owning your own business. Yes, there's some tough stances. I'm not going to lie to you. But it also allows you to be flexible and be there for those who are closest to you and be there for the important things. Seeing pictures of kids graduate, seeing videos of soccer games, it's just not the same. Whether you've been thinking about starting your own business or you're already running your own painting company, text 5STAR to 87000 to learn more about how a 5STAR painting franchise can help you get where you want to go faster than going it alone. Again, text 5STAR, all caps, to 87000 to learn more about the neighborly brands that may be available in your area. And we thank them for sponsoring the Locked on Browns podcast. Pete, we've got a quote-unquote official, not-so-official depth chart. I guess we'll get to that, but um, some of this is affected. And some people, you know, like guys with you know, the, the folks who are, you know, obviously in parentheses, those are confirmed outs and injured. So that's probably what has to do with there. But we're going to get to the depth chart in a second. Uh, Pete, I mean, whether it's within reason, whether maybe, you know, a flu, a bug is running around the locker room, Man, the numbers got really light really quick here going into the week one of the preseason. Yeah, um, the only one they listed as ill was uh, Odell Beckham, but a lot, I mean, 13 guys in all were quote-unquote out. Uh, and some of those guys obviously are with concussion protocol or various injuries that we know about. Um, but given that the entire first-team defensive line was technically out, um I feel like that's, I'm hoping anyway, uh, it certainly seems reasonable enough that that's largely for the sake of giving them a day off and, and trying to avoid uh, making little things into big things and, and that type of stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if, the, if, if that's the case and there is, you know, truly a bug going around that, you know, it's one of those things you 
you hope you can nip in the bud quickly, but they, you know, because of the nature of camp and, 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 you know, guys basically taking their body to the limits, it, you know, uh, weakens your immune system and makes you more susceptible to get sick. And, and you're in close quarters with all these guys. It's not difficult to, for, for something to go around in a hurry and, and affect a lot of guys. So, um, Hopefully it's it doesn't get to that, but I mean if it's going to, I suppose now is better than later. Uh, but um, maybe that's the case with some of these guys, other than Beckham. But if if it is, they haven't uh, made it sound that way. So so we'll see. But uh, yeah, it seemed like with the exception of the guys who are really hurt, and there are a few of those guys, um, may have been a day off for some. Just how you got to uh, Chad. Chad Thomas taking quote-unquote first-team reps. Oh, and I'm sure there's a certain lunatic on the lovely social media platform that is Twitter that is probably running to the daylights with that. Um, This could also tell a tale, Pete. Um, Look, after the Washington game, it's, you know, on Indianapolis, and there's going to be joint practices. Um, That's going to be kind of i guess the tell of the you know the tale of the tape you know and you start going to you know truly judge your guys and look in indianapolis right now no slouches in that respect um again just hope nobody's you know chewing beer cans or you know don't bite into aluminum cans people if you're going to shotgun a beer do it the old school style at least jam that sucker or something don't be dangerous but i mean there's going to be probably a lot more told as far as next week when you get into these joint practices and obviously the colts um again it's not going to be a lot of reps but you know, maybe they are to the point where, look, it's, you know, I mean, you've got, you know, Miles, you know, you've got, what, uh, two third-year guys. You've got Sheldon Richardson. You've got Olivier Vernon. Do any of them really need to play week one? No, they they, they don't. Um, so it's maybe it's telling the tale. And, look, I mean, for the last couple of summers, we've been excited that the Browns showed some promise in the preseason. Maybe it really isn't about wins and losses this summer. It's more about just making sure everybody is ready for that first Sunday against the Titans. Uh, there's no question that that plays into it. Although, you know, I'd still love to see the, you know, the guys competing for jobs and and some of those second tier guys prove that the Browns do have depth and go out there and and win. Uh, I mean, like if Kareem Hunt's playing, <laughs> they've got, you know, uh, a very uh, ample shot. <laughs> I mean, they've got a nice, you know, they've got a, a nice group of weapons there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, it's not about August. It's about December. Uh, so on some level, they have to be smart about that uh, as, as much as possible. So it will be interesting to see if this changes. My guess is none of those guys, especially those defensive linemen, are playing. Um, there are a number of positions I don't think should bother. Uh, and they can really evaluate uh, some of these other position groups. That they've got some that they really need to get a lot of uh, guys they can evaluate and, and make some decisions on quickly because some of them are uh, quite literally, you know, like receiver. Right now it seems like there's six guys competing for effectively one spot. So they need to get eyes on. They need to evaluate. They need to take care of all those things. Uh there's a few other positions, and obviously this uh, the, this game and, and the preseason in general is all about Mike Preford picking his guys, so uh, that becomes very important. Exactly. I mean, and, you know, look, I mean, we, we know where the battles are, and obviously one of them 
we'll get to here, you know, as it looks like we know who's going to be the starting right guard. Um, we have the official, unofficial depth chart for this week. And I'll be honest, guys, any of those guys with the parentheses around the name, yeah, they're out. They're, they're not playing this week. So, you know, if there's some that you truly like, yeah, I mean, you know, especially for me, Damian Ratley guy, I mean, y- you do get a little nervous. But, Pete, with that, we've kind of, you know, got an idea. I mean, obviously, we still have zero on Baker about how's that going to work out or whatever. I bet out who's actually going to play. But there's been some sort of depth chart, you know, released. And, you know, for now, and this isn't shouldn't surprise anybody if Austin Corbett was the first day right guard. And they've really done nothing to establish it. But that's one everybody's going to talk about. So, yeah, it looks like Austin Corbett's going to be starting right guard come Thursday. Uh, you know, th- I take very little from the, the depth chart. Um, I, I, I'm looking entirely at position groups as opposed to, uh, a- as opposed to necessarily who's first, second, or third. Uh, the only one that sort of jumps out at me that I, that I'm interested in because I, I think it could be a really good fit is Antonio Callaway at punt returner. Um, other than that. You know, all this stuff is subject to change, even as far as this week. Uh, I, th- I think because, like, Eric Cush today took first-team reps at right guard, I believe, and he's listed as the backup center. So, you know, that that easily could change. Uh, really right. I don't know if he's played anything other than center is listed as a guard here. So other than sort of the position groups and who's injured, uh, that – is all I'm really taking from this to this point. Um, all of this could change quickly, and it, and it could depend on what they want to see from a certain uh, position standpoint. For example, if Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are out and, and like Richard Higgins and Antonio Callaway play, who's the other guy that comes with him? Is it as simple as it's going to be Derek Willis or is it going to be one of those other guys or a few of those other guys or whatever? So the depth chart largely just illustrates position groups. And when I look at that, I look up at the uh, Sam backer, the way they've got it listed and I'm concerned. Uh, it also theorizes that Jannard Avery were he healthy would be the starter at Sam. And I don't, you know, that doesn't make it much sense given that he's barely done anything. Um, so that's the other part of this is that you know, it's, Bella- it seems so weird. Here we are, you know, as much as we were talking about this, and I, and I know it was the Raven game week 17. Wow. Ray Ray Armstrong. Nobody ever saw this amount of snap count coming and you hear it or you see this and here's Ray Ray Armstrong. Yeah, that's, um, that's terrifying. Let's and just play four, four, two, five right off the offset. Let's not even go to three linebackers. They've got Anthony Stubbs behind him, and they, obviously Jannard Avery is listed as an injury, and Darius Taylor is listed as an injury. But uh, I don't think Jannard, I mean, they can call him a linebacker. I, I think he's going to really be in that end group, which, by the way, would only impact Chad Thomas that much more, who's listed as third team with Devereaux Lawrence, Daniel Equale, and Wyatt Ray. Um so that, that's not great, and Brian Price is listed as an injured guy, so who knows. But Aquale, uh, yeah. so, I mean, but you see Aquale there, you realize, I mean, he might get two to two and a half quarters. So he's really right. got an opportunity to get himself to maybe fourth defensive tackle. Yeah, he, uh, 
he he should get a lot of time, and a lot of those guys should get a lot of time, including Chad Thomas. I mean, he he practiced today. Obviously, got first team reps that would suggest uh, he's over his illness that he was dealing with. Uh, so hopefully he can get out there because obviously he's a guy they need to get eyes on as much as possible. They need to see him. He needs to show something uh, in in the preseason here pretty quickly. Uh, but there there are a couple situations like that where they've got positions that just have more questions than answers when it comes to depth, and they need to get as much uh, evaluation as they can on this. Uh, like Trayon Gray is was activated from the non-football injury list. I believe he practiced today. He's still listed as injured, so that, I'm curious where that goes. Although, curiously enough, he is listed as a running back as opposed to a fullback. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like Morgan Burnett is listed as a starter right now. I don't even know how much he's practiced to this point. Uh, so, again, I, I look at the position groups as opposed to necessarily where guys are on this. But, but yes, Austin Corbett is technically listed as a starter. I guess that's interesting. I, I, I doubt it means anything. Uh, but, yeah, my big takeaway from this is Antonio Callaway punt returner. That's about the only thing that I found interesting. Uh, I'm with you there. Uh, you know, but, I mean, you see Ray Ray, and you know it's a four-two-five. so obviously, you know, the same obviously doesn't mean too much in this scenario. Um, and you look that you know, Orson Charles is the only listed fullback on the roster, so you're interested how that's maybe going to play out and what kind of sets they're going to use, obviously, with a week one preseason game. Um, you know, tight end wise, obviously, you know, there are some injuries to dealt with and you're going to see some Farrell Brown. You're going to see some Steven Carlson. Um, Steven Carlson, you're a good dude. Go out there, hopefully make some plays, you know, maybe, uh, get some people to notice you. Uh, we'll get to a little bit more here in a second. Um, best way to help Pete and I, uh, obviously brownsmaven.com. Go over there, become a member. Pete's work, obviously you're going to get like, you know, you know, one and a half to two minute audio Pete's opinion on a move, on a player, whatever. But if you're in there, you're jumping in with Browns fans in the forum on brownsmaven.com. You're able to interact and, you know, it's it's a simpler discussion and it gets you a little bit away from the social media platform where God knows everything gets, you know, hot shit crazy at times to be. Um, iTunes rating review, subscribe, drop a rating, drop a written review. Best way to help the Lockdown Browns podcast. I appreciate you guys for that. Pete, um, it seems one of the names of today, and it seems with, you know, obviously some people missing, some have to step up. Um, if Jalen Strong wants to play himself into being a movable piece, I ain't got an issue with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, the Houston Texans are really excited about the third-round pick they took, what, like four, five years ago? Um <laughs> I did an RSP film room with Matt Waldman on Jalen Strong, and you know we both liked what he could be, and we both kind of thought, I don't know if he's gonna be it, but you know, but it's hey, if he wants to go out and be Mister August and talk somebody out of a day three pick, let's bring that shit on. Right, uh, Jeff Risden over at Brownswire had a glowing report of Jalen Strong today, which is great. Um, but again, I come back to the same question that I have with anyone competing for the these last roster spots: is what can go you tackle not... somebody? <laughs> and and, and Jalen Strong doesn't is not fast. He's not. Uh, he's not particularly mobile either uh, in terms of his agility. Now he is a big dude. Uh, that could arc, that could help him. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I I think a great day of Jalen Strong is better for him. 
as you know, potentially catching on elsewhere than it is for Cleveland. I could be wrong about that, but uh, when you're seems like five receiver spots are spoken for at this point. So number six uh, needs to be able to do some more special team stuff. I would think. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't know what you ke- what you keep Jalen Strong for at that point uh, because you're not trying to play him. Uh, you know, he's going to be inactive most weeks. So it's it's great for him. It's great for him to potentially audition himself elsewhere because I, I do think there are some, some teams that could probably still use him. I just don't think that the Browns are terribly realistically one of them. With where Kareem Hunt is listed on this depth chart, Pete, um, it, does it make sense to really trot him out there week one is this maybe just week two, week three, you know, play the normal stuff that you would be if you weren't suspended. And, all right, you've good, you got some competition, and, you know, we still don't know. We literally have no idea whether or not he's going to be around this team or not. I don't think everybody's ever given a finalization to that. I, is it really smart or worth it to throw him out there week one? Week one, probably not, uh, because they do have, uh, back end Dont- fill in guys. Yeah, they have they have Dontre Dontre Hill Hilliard. They've got uh, uh, Ernest jo- Ernest Johnson. Uh, however you pronounce that. And they've got AJ Ouellette. Uh, they've got guys that can take carries. So it, again, it really comes down to questioning how much you want him to do. Now, I do think he has to suit up uh, just in case, but. You know, and not that that's the great situation either, but I mean, they they have a situation where they have to have another guy. Or if, it, even if maybe Baker takes one series, you know, if you don't want to play Nick, maybe put Kareem out there, at least give him the goods for what could be five or six plays. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see much value in it on week one. I do think he's going to get carries and, and, and probably more carries than some people might expect in week two and week three. Week three in particular, uh, but yeah, I, I think there are enough guys. Especially, you know, if you're going to take out a lot of your starters anyway, um, and it's not to say that Kareem Hunt can't run behind your second string line, but they may not be terribly interested in seeing it. Uh, and again, this is about evaluation, and getting getting guys ready for the season on some level, and I don't know that that really accomplishes any of that. So my guess is. He's another guy who doesn't do anything, but might have to be suited up just in case. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's not, you know, Kareem's holding no cards here in that scenario, obviously. Um, my assumption is we're going to get to see a bunch, a bunch of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth wide receivers. Obviously, always where I am looking in that respect. Um, you know, Drew Stanton still listed as the two. Who knows how any of that's going to play out? And obviously, you, know, you all know the plan. It's it's you know you're riding with six or you're riding alone essentially. Uh, so it, it's 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 going to be a nice little bag of crazy. That is what week one of preseason always is. Pete, one thing I'm looking forward to is AJ Olet going to get to wear number one. Because I got to be honest with you, I might I might start looking for a roster spot. I know he's not going to wear it in a game, but if he gets to rock number one through the preseason. I'm in. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it, uh, especially since he wore 45 in, at Ohio. Yeah, you know, make up for the fact he wore such a disgusting number in college, yes. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, if nothing else, I think he will look much faster in one <laughs> as opposed course. to 45. 
which uh, certainly he could uh, certainly he'd like to see. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, preseason is sort of built for weird ass numbers that are kind of fun. So more power to him uh, if they if if he's allowed to. I mean, hell, they've got Sione Taki Taki in forty four, which is an abominable number. It is not an abominable number. Forty four was one of the most respected football numbers ever back in the day. Yeah, However, it is not a linebacker's number. The problem with 44 is fullback does not exist anymore in the NFL. And well, that's where 44 went to die. And Marlon Humphrey, you dumbass. That was the stupidest thing anybody could ever do. 44 is the old school fullback Mike Backer high school number. Yes, absolutely. Uh, whatever, uh, you know, all the right moves. And, you know, back in that era, yes, no doubt about it. Uh, one listener question here before we go ahead and put this one to bed. Pete, if you have your choice, and it's going to be a little different probably for both of us because obviously in Ohio versus New Jersey, your fast food chains are different. You get the fast food burger of your choice, Pete. What are you going for? Uh, one would probably be Swenson's. Two would probably be Five Guys. Uh... Three, I guess, would be Wendy's, and I don't know if I have a four. Yeah, uh, see, that's kind of where I'm with you. Um, Pete, does Checkers exist in Ohio or no? Thanks to I'm okay with Checkers. Um, Valley's here, but yeah. Okay, I am okay with Checkers. Checkers is okay. Um, no, McDonald's I cannot do. Burger King I cannot do. Um, yeah, I can do, I can do a Wendy's, uh, you know, Wendy's cause it, it, it almost kind of looks like a burger, so to speak. Um, yeah. And you know, five guys is big here and you know, five guys, you get that, you, you get the double, you know, and you get it a bacon cheeseburger. I mean, you know, everybody, Oh, the fries, the fries, you get a double bacon cheeseburger from five guys. You don't need nothing else. That's going to cover you. That's a freaking, that's a meal, a meal and a half right there in it within itself. Uh, Pete, uh, let everybody know, uh, obviously, you know, what's going on at Browns, Maven. Oh, wait, we got to do this. Pete, league-wise, I, look, I was a little out today, a uh, little family outing for my sister's birthday. Um, my father's going to have uh, a couple of procedures done here, so his summer's essentially done. We all spent a little day on the water with Pops on his boat. Pete, league-wise, Brown-wise, anything you need to throw in here? First, I could easily drop over 20 bucks at Five Guys. Uh, that's why I don't go. <laughs> Cajun because- fries, right? Cajun fries? No, I, I oh, you regular, gotta go Cajun. But I can I can easily throw down a, a double cheeseburger. Uh, and then you so always have one waiting for later. I, <laughs> and then the uh, and then the uh, uh, one of those uh, hot dogs too, uh, as well as a drink. So it's easy to drop a ton of money there. So I don't go. Uh, but uh, league wise, I don't know that anything particularly important has happened. Uh, let's see. By the Colts, at least interesting. He's not uh, making that roster. Oh, he is there to give up Houston Texans secrets. Is he? What's he? Who's he? he? He's not beating out Mac. He's not beating out Ward. What else is? What else is he there to do? Are we sure he's not beating out either of those guys? Marlon Mack. He's not beating out Marlon Mack. Marlon he's Mack not the fun. receiver Naheem's Ward is. No, that reeks of in-division. Hey, what's going on in Houston? I, I think it's more of a he fulfills a role they don't currently have on their team uh, and could definitely be a big big back closer type, short yardage back, uh, all those type things when they have Marlon back with speed and they have uh, 
what's his face? Ward. Ward is sort of the all over, th- you know, a little bit of everything utility guy. So I, I think it's at least interesting. Now I, we'll see how it goes. I mean, if he if the work ethic thing is legitimate, and he doesn't sort of fix that. He's going to end up dumped. But no, I could easily see him uh, come back to haunt the Texans this year. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but other than that, I don't think anything particularly interesting happened. All right, let everybody know, uh, obviously, what's hop in the hopper over at Browns Maven, Pete. Uh, let's see. Last night, uh, I put up a thing on Derek Willies. I think has all but locked up that fifth receiver spot. And then today it was uh, talking about Mike Prefer and the Mike Prefer show that will be preseason. I'll figure out something for tomorrow. But, yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, there's always something. Uh, as you know, and look, guys, we're always, and now it's, look, it's for us, Pete and I, and even Pete for, it's probably got another week or two where it's the busiest time for him away from content wise. Look, it's, it, it's so easy to do it now and it's so much more fun to do it. And because, you know, we know the promise that's going on here with the Browns, obviously. So, uh, obviously at Browns Maven, throw a follow over there. BrownsMaven.com, like I said earlier. Go ahead, set up a membership over there, get involved in the forums, at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure you're throwing a follow over there. The Locked On Browns Twitter account, at Locked On Browns, all, all lowercase. Uh, it's always a follow-back account. DMs are always open. Uh, anything you guys need, anything you want, uh, don't think it's silly. I mean, and I'm starting to get to the point now where some of you, like, you know, I'm afraid to ask this. Guys, no, I mean, if it's a decent enough football question, trust me, we're going to work it in here. Um, this show does not exist without you guys. That's the way this all works. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Throw a follow over there. DMs are open there too. Guys, look, I mean, anything you want, and even some of you, like, it's just that you want to, you know, a message or two through DM. If you guys are all going to come out here for me, I will do the best I can to accommodate all of you. I appreciate that all you're doing, and it helps us. And just obviously, and a lot of it just makes the show grow and gives strength to us putting out this content day in, day out for all of you guys. Um, we'll get to stuff tomorrow. Uh, Stephen Thomas is going to pop in one time this week too, so we'll have some fun with that. Um, it's just, it's just a good time, guys, and we're excited. Everybody's excited. And we're going to get to start to see some part of it Thursday night, whatever the outcome is. Don't worry about it. But we are starting to, uh, you know, try down that path of what should be a pretty, pretty, you know, fun, fun year. I mean, it's you all been waiting for this for a long freaking time. And this 19 product should bring you those returns. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.